Okay. Um, so you've had uh, a busy 10 days. Well, you know, I'm sure it was busy up to those last 10 days, but a busy 10 days. Um, and I would kind of like to get your comment on where this sort of result and if it will be, you know, we're going to be crude or I'll be crude in some respects and render this down to result f- for the time being. You know, where where does this, you know, Jesse winning the Tour de Ski stand in that sort of pantheon of U.S. skiing at this juncture? Oh, boy, it, it feels like one of the most important results. And uh, it, it certainly is one of the most uh, impressive accomplishments. I, I think it's a more competitive event than what she accomplished in the Olympics. And so it, uh, it surpasses that in my mind, uh, though the Olympics, of course, is impossible to beat. Um, this is just so <laughs> the impact of this one is so huge because of the effort that goes into it. Not just the training, but the actual boat is sort of nearly two weeks of, of uh, day in and day out racing and preparation and training. And uh, we're happy it's done. We don't know how the cyclists do it, and uh, I'm just so so inspired by all these athletes. I and mean, we had nine finishers. This, this yeah, from like, and I think that the the sort of the noise is obviously like who's getting a podium and who's not getting a podium. But but for the the reality is, you know, holistically, you know, you are shepherding. I think you know nine athletes finishing the tour, which is saying something. Um, in particular, you know, three men finishing the tour is saying something from a. You know, we've been talking, or I spoke to Devin and Ivan Babakov quite a bit about just like the physical toll that the tour may take on on someone physically. How do you feel right now? You know, having you're you're part of a team that shepherds these athletes from place to place and you know location to location in terms of uh, the ski race. But yeah, how are you feeling? Yeah, uh, pleasantly exhausted. Uh, it's a it's a satisfying feeling uh, to leave an event feeling like. Uh, we did everything we could. We had no no big mistakes. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a perfect tour, uh, but I feel like as as a staff, we did a great job. The athletes did an incredible job, and together we all worked together really well. And uh, you know, that's the first thing that has to happen. So, yeah, in your perspective, like what maybe was slightly or you know massively imperfect about the course of the past ten days uh, of the tour, although the end result is perfect right on the women's side but i'm just curious like as you sort of drill down and maybe you have one of those personalities looking for imperfections to to better them um what might some of them be yeah that's a good question um we had a a near a near miss today uh we we did not catch the memo that the 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 bags were not being transported to the finish uh as they have been for the last 10 years of me doing this event and there seemed to be no real mention of that in the meeting, but uh, we just happened to ask just casually before the race and, and suddenly found out that we were in charge of getting everything to the finish and had to scramble quickly. And, and fortunately, these, in this day and age, you know, we're all hooked up on phones and radios. So we made the quick quick adjustment, and uh, I don't think the athletes even noticed. Uh, but they were almost uh, a frozen gaggle of spandexed cross-country skiers at the top of a mountain. <laughs> we're, we're really... How did you get them up there? Like chairlift? 
there's a, no, there's an actu actually an access road that so far in in uh, all my years doing this, we've never had to chain up. It's quite, it's quite an aggressive road. I've climbed in the van, and uh, it gives you a good good feeling for what the actual the athletes actually have to ski. Uh, you know, there are a couple there are a couple things like uh, after after races, uh, podium ceremonies taking a little long, trying to figure out how to get everyone home. Uh, without having to wait around, because as I've mentioned, one of our biggest goals is to you know, keep the athletes fed and, and, and to never get chilled. And that's a hard thing to do when everybody suddenly has a different schedule. You have six women, perhaps, on one day, and two have a podium ceremony, three others have anti-doping, and and, uh, and two are really uh, starting to get cold and need to be home. <laughs> so it's, a, it's small things like that. What did you learn, like, logistically about you know, for, for much of this tour, you have two athletes that were, you know, podium contenders for the overall. And, and you know, practically speaking, Rosie had one race that probably wasn't up to her standards and, and fell back out of contention, but finishes, you know, an astounding fifth overall today. Um, you know, I'm curious what maybe you learned as a head coach um, or just a coach in terms of, juggling navigating a situation where you have two people that you know are going to require you know high-end attention and not because they're like uh, needy individuals but you know you're you have two performance sport cars so to speak that need uh equal tuning prior to each race you know with skis fueling and whatever but i'm just curious did you learn anything new about how to juggle that yeah, I, I think it just reminded me the, of the importance of celebrating the small successes and uh, uh, acknowledging some equity uh, because, you know, even though everybody likes a little bit of attention and um, some acknowledgement, nobody likes to feel like uh, they're, they're taking all the resources. And I think as a team, we did a good job of really being fair uh, and equitable. And I think... The athletes uh, who were both having the races of their career or uh, those who were struggling appreciated that. I think it really helps uh, keep our keep our general vibe high. And, you know, what did you also learn thinking about Gus Schumacher specifically on the men's side? I mean, again, I, I, I'm just I'm projecting like you have you've had to like really zero down the past few years of, of you know, whether or not you're thinking strategy, personalities about you know, how a Jesse or a Keegan or, you know, now Rosie has to navigate, you know, through those, that, that top 10, top 15 field. And now, you know, that's a reality in some ways, right? I mean, we're, it's, he's young, it's 20, it's his first tour. Um, but you have, I'm guessing have had to think about that a little bit over the course of the, of the last 10 days. Um, maybe something you've learned about, having a young man who is now trying to emulate some of Jesse's results, so to speak, you know, he, he had an eighth place in the tour. Yeah. Off the top of my head, an eighth place. He was awfully close, you know, fifth at one point, um, late in this tour during a stage. Um, maybe something that you learned thinking about or navigating that situation, and that and 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 that field, you know, the men's field, in specifically. Yeah, you know, man, one one of my 
career goals is uh, to be a part of rebuilding men's skiing. And, uh, and I, but by rebuilding, I don't mean that in any way that we're starting from scratch. Uh, but I would like to take this program uh, above and beyond where the women are right now. And I think that's possible. I think where it was able to happen with the women is that others along to show that it was possible. And then very gradually, a few started popping points and then top 20s and eventually podiums. And certainly some of these early podiums were uh, sort of gifts as the fourth and perhaps weaker member of a relay team, but that was a stepping stone. And I am really encouraged to see an athlete like a Schumacher be that guy who is not only very hardworking, sure, he's talented, I hate the word, Concept, but uh, he has training buddies and friends who know what it means to be Gus, and they know that they are not far behind him. And now that Gus has a lot of those results as a 20-year-old, I think it's going to instill a lot of belief in uh, people that we have coming through the pipeline and those who are in it right now. Okay, and what what have you maybe? Gosh, a lot of learning questions here. I feel like Mr. Rogers, uh, <laughs> you know. Th- he was my graduation speaker. Oh, really? Yep. That's cool. Did he wear the sweater? Yep. Oh, dude, lucky <laughs> you. Yeah, I was. What have you also learned about, like, sure, like, this now is, you know, Gus is an easy point to gravitate towards. And you also mentioned, you know, some of the skiers, you know, not by name, but some of those skiers that are not far behind Gus. Um, but allowing this to be a relatively pressure-free existence for him, which is, uh, you know, it's not a vacuum and that's a fallacy. But maybe how do you make it light for him and not, you know, for him to perceive that the success on the men's side is his burden to carry? Yeah, that's an interesting uh, hurdle, I think, that we have. And I, I don't think it's a very difficult one, I think. The key is to make sure that we have a team around him uh, or that he is a part of. Because to be the one person, uh, as Keegan was for a long time, uh, clearly didn't work. And uh, But as soon as she had a team uh, that she was a part of, that was pushing her and she was pulling, uh, suddenly results really started to happen for everyone. And so it basically isn't all up to Gus. It will be distributed uh, between Gus and all of his teammates. 